Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Trina, and thank you so much for joining The Healthy Me again. And I am super excited. I have a super spectacular guest today. Today, Katie Kimball is joining me. And Katie is an amazing entrepreneur, um, an amazing mom who took something I know that's really passionate for her and developed something that she shares with other people, other moms and other kids around the world. So let me tell you about Katie. Katie, welcome really quick. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. What an intro. <laughs> so Katie Kimball is a Michigan mom. I'm from Ohio, so um, there's a little rivalry there. But Michigan <laughs> mom of four kids and founder of the Kids Cook Real Food eCourse. She has shared her journey to real food and natural living for nine years at Kitchen Stewardship, a blog that helps families stay healthy without going crazy. I feel that. Uh, the video eCourse for kids serves over 6,500 families and from six continents and Katie's wisdom on getting kids to eat healthy foods is sought after by many. And I believe that too. So Katie, welcome. Thank you so much. So first off, tell me, tell me, tell me, how did you get started with this? So with the, the whole thing online or just the kids cooking? Part? Well, everything. Cause you, you, you're, you know, what, tell us a little bit about what kitchen stewardship is and then how that led into what we what we're going to talk about sure so kitchen stewardship kind of grew out of the conversations in my own head when i had one little baby and was trying to learn to feed him properly like i it just kind of was a tidal wave of oh my gosh every bite counts so much and i had never bought anything organic in my whole entire life but of course for him i had to buy organic and learn how to make baby food and you know so i was spending a lot of time in the kitchen with my own thoughts <laughs> And they were percolating about how difficult it was. And, and this was reflected in other moms around me, how difficult it was to keep to a budget and be healthy and not spend all your time in the kitchen and save the earth. It was like, I just felt like those four things pulled on our limbs and like we were the stretched, poor, frazzled mom in the middle. And so as I was learning hacks in the kitchen, I thought I like, I have a, the heart of a teacher. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher by trade. And I just thought, I think I could help other people not be so frazzled, like find those things that are in the middle that can save you money and time and be healthy and good for the environment. So that's where Kitchen Stewardship was born, that we are stewards of all the gifts we've been given and how can we do this, you know, and still be good stewards of our sanity as well. So in, in teaching adults and families how to cook, I heard over and over, man, this is so hard because I was never taught to cook. Like I never learned this from my mom. And I think our whole generation kind of feels skipped and chipped. Like we got totally skipped by the, the passing down of the trade because convenience food kind of took over and the whole idea of like, I want my kid's childhood to be better than mine. Therefore, I will never make them do any chores. <laughs> well, yeah. And fast food became the mainstream like for a lot of households. For sure. Yeah. So, Stouffer's lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no wonder that there's a generation that says, I don't know how to cook. And I think we're getting back into the kitchen. 
at least the idea of getting back into the kitchen at least um, the majority of the nights at home. I know we still eat out. We try to make wise choices when we do eat out. But getting, you know, back into the kitchen with the kids. I was telling you the story before we jumped on on how my daughter at the age of 10 a week ago just mentioned to me how she wants to learn how to cook. And I was like, this is perfect. I'm talking to Katie, who's got this program um, that is developed for kids. So what what do you think um, that the biggest obstacles most people um, find when they're trying to get their kids to eat healthy? Let's talk a little bit about kids. Well, the culture is not exactly supporting healthy eating for kids. You know, I don't know if you've noticed. I, ha- I haven't <laughs> noticed. Are you kidding? <laughs> it makes it, you really have to swim upstream with like a motorboat pushing you in order to get broccoli under your kid's plate. Um, you know, the, nobody is marketing vegetables to our kids, unfortunately. I agree with you. The pendulum is finally swinging back in the right direction. I think people are realizing the importance of, of healthy food. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's because we're getting sick. You know, or we're getting, we're allergic to something or sensitive to something, or we have some sort of intestinal, you know, distress. And it's like, oh gosh, maybe I should eat some vegetables now. So, so yeah, getting kids to eat vegetables is really, and not just vegetables, healthy food in general, things that don't have sugar. It, it can be a real challenge. Um, the parents who kind of started when their kids were babies are definitely patting themselves on the back now because it's a little bit easier. They, you know, their palate formed against sugar and, and toward healthy things. But it's just, um, I mean, everything in parenting is a challenge, right? You're exhausted at the end of the day. And so at the dinner table to have one more battle, you've already done the homework battle. You've done the, Hey, you, by the way, you have to get dressed and brush your teeth and brush your hair battle. You know what I mean? Like right. everything the kids don't want to do any of these things. And so we just get exhausted. So is it, is it one more thing to have to fight about at the end of the day? Um, I try to give parents a lot of skills, strategies, techniques, and habits that you don't have to think about, where if you just kind of set the rule, this is what we eat, and this is how it's going to be, it uh, it diminishes that exhaustion. It is, and it is exhausting. It is, by the time you sit down to eat, sometimes you're like, I'm done, stop talking. Like, you know, the dinner table is meant for conversation, and sometimes you're like so overwhelmed with all the the noise that happened all day that you're like, I just want some peace and quiet. This is my (laughs) meditation moment. (laughs) But it is true, like getting kids to sit down, slow down, and enjoy the food that they're eating and actually taste it. Um, has a lot to do with family time and getting kids to enjoy the moment of actually preparing it too. And um, you talk about power struggles. Um, What are some of the power struggles that people have to overcome? Yeah, I mean, you know, our generation and maybe one before us was a big clean your plate club generation where you need to, you need to eat everything on your plate. That's the way life works. You don't move on to dessert. You don't move on from the table unless that's done. Well, Obviously, if the parent says eat, period, and the child says no, period, like now we're in a power struggle because there are certain things you can't make kids do. You can't make them sleep. You can't make them eat. You can't make them poop. <laughs> those, are, those are the things. So if they, if they decide that they want to say no about something and stick with it, those are the things. And so we really can't stand on the other side and say thou must. Um, so one great way to diffuse the power struggle is to offer some choices, right? So we all, you can offer different things at the meal. You try to have, we know one thing that they like, but maybe you serve them a small serving of what they like 
an A bite. I like to tell parents just if it's a new food, and especially if you have a real selective eater or a real strong, stubborn personality, don't put a whole serving on the plate because that's overwhelming. You might say, I only need you to take a bite, but they see that pile of food on the plate and they're kind of like, yeah, right. Oh, it's huge. I remember that. One bite was huge when you don't like it. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to get over that. Like it's, it's hard. Like that tiny little morsel is like huge to a kid. Yeah. But at least, at least don't put a whole serving on their plate. Just put the tiny little morsel so that they know that when they finish that, like you're not going to try to con them into more. Right. Right. Um, And then, and then a, a nice one again, and this is for really stubborn kids. Like most kids, if the parent is, you know, keeping it pretty chill and, and not entering into that power struggle, too hard, they'll take a bite. They'll take that no thank you bite or that first taste bite. Like it, different families call it different things, you know? Um, and it's just really important to continue to encourage your kids to do that because physiologically it may take five to 10 times of having a food touch your tongue before you like it. Right. So we have to encourage and for really stubborn or really picky or selective kids, it might take a hundred times. And so we parents just have to be perseverant and just have that expectation. Like you still need, I know you didn't like broccoli last week. You still get to taste it this week. You know? We, yeah. It's funny. We started talking about taste buds. Um, now my, my twins are eight and Mia is 10. So we talk about like the body, I'm a nurse. So, you know, everything has its name. And we talked about taste buds one time and And we talk about how taste buds change. So they know that even if they didn't like something a year ago, your taste buds. So one day my kids, one of them, I don't know if it was Cash or Roman, walked up and was like, Mom, my taste buds changed. I didn't like this the last time and this time. It's so good. So it's it's fun to use words like that and let them know that things change over time, too. Yes, absolutely. And we'll say things like, oh, that's okay that you don't like that Mm -hmm. yet. Maybe that's more of an adult flavor. And of course, there's some reverse psychology to that too. Well, yes, because yeah, (laughs) as soon as, or the older kids like this, usually the older kids like this is another way to create that. I want to be the older kid. Yep, absolutely. We just don't want to put him in boxes. I think, I think too many parents just accidentally fall into the habit of like, oh, forget it. He's picky. He won't eat that. And well, no, no, now he won't right? (laughs) because you just set that expectation really low. So we always want to use growth language with our kids. Yeah. And that's, that's such great advice. I know that a lot of my listeners are moms or parents, you know, dads, and it is the struggle with kids to get them to eat even healthier choices. And, um, just giving yourself the okay that, you know, knowing that it's okay as the parent to, you know, talk to them a different way and, and model your, them after you and let them see what you're doing. And even if you don't like something, you try it. Um, you know, it, it does help the kids see and relate to food a little bit differently. Mm-hmm, definitely. And take hope and encouragement from the fact, you know, that your kids just told you their taste buds changed. You know, I've seen that in my own, I had a, my now six-year-old would never touch anything green when he was in kindergarten. And it was like, he went into first grade and he goes, oh, I like broccoli now. You know, the same thing. My husband just started liking sweet potatoes this year and he's a little older than 10. So like, believe me, it's always possible for your taste buds to change or you get a different presentation. You know, maybe it's got some spices you like better, a sauce or roasted versus sauteed. Like there are, there are many ways to serve a vegetable. Yeah. A balsamic glaze is one of my favorite, like drizzle 
points of anything. Like I can drizzle balsamic glaze on anything. <laughs> Amen to that. And now I've got me. I like, mom, can I have some of that balsamic? Um, so, it, you know, things like, but what, like, what are some, what's one of the most effective ways you've found to help kids just eat healthier, get into a healthier habit? Well, I mean, I got to say it's, it's working with food. It's getting in the kitchen, you know? So, so in like studies show, but also people prove that anytime kids are involved with food, whether it's the grocery shopping or the gardening or the meal planning or the meal preparation, they're just more likely to feel positive about giving it a taste. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I can't, yeah, I can't tell you how many members in our kids cook real food e-course will write to me and they'll say, gosh, I have tried them, tried to get them to eat whatever it is. It's often celery because that's in one of our first videos. I've tried to get them to eat celery a million times. And all of a sudden, just because they spread the peanut butter on it, they're like, mom, I want to taste that. And they act like it's brand new. They're like, mom, why didn't you ever offer me this before? (laughs) Right. I know. So it's just, it totally changes kids' perspective because they feel involved. They feel proud of it. There's, you know... And they're, I, they're in it. what's fun for me is to let them actually make the smoothie. Like, you know, they pick out the ingredients. I always tell them, you know, it, if it doesn't look pretty when it's done, you still have to taste it. Like you just have to taste it. So they'll throw in the broccoli. Like I'm not, cause otherwise it'd be me. I'd be like, no, don't put the broccoli in there. It's not going to taste very good. You know, I mean, if it's not a green one or whatever, not, you know, but they just throw it all in. And then they, they when they make it, it's always good. You know, if they saw me put all that in there, they'd be like, no, mom, I saw the celery go in, you know, (laughs) I know it's in there. So, um, yeah, I just love letting them participate and, and go to the fridge and pick out what they want and just toss it in, in, into the, um, blender. So I, I know that there's parents out there that are thinking that there's going to be a lot of pushback, um, from kids, from their kids. And I'm, I'm not sure, um, you know, people are thinking, I'm not sure I can put Brussels sprouts on their plate and, um, you know, go through the power struggle and make them eat them. Uh, so do you have any last tips for smoothing out the pain or smoothing out the path to healthier eating? Yeah. So I like to teach a technique I call bridging the gap. And it's taking foods that your kids already like and figuring out what that brick path might be to something you want them to eat. So pizza is a really good example. Most kids like pizza. Um, So you take baby steps. You figure out, and with the kids, what's one new topping you can put on the pizza? Maybe it's sliced tomatoes, right? Tomatoes are already in the sauce, but when they're sliced, they're like, can be a totally different food to a kid. And they, it's not about hiding it. They know they're in there and you say, ah, we're just going to take a bite, you know, and just whatever it is, you might fail that time. You might try something different, try whole wheat flour instead of white flour, try making a piece of it homemade, you know, homemade sauce or homemade crust. So, I mean, you, so this is again, really, really tiny baby steps to take them from $5 hot and ready pizza to something a little, little closer to what you want. And eventually you can make pizza into anything. You could do a pizza quiche. You can do pizza vegetables. We'll, we'll dump a jar of marinara sauce on frozen vegetables and add some uh, mozzarella cheese. And we're like, oh, it's pizza vegetables. Twice as many vegetables go on my kid's plate because it kind of looks and smells and tastes like pizza. So, you know, there's just, there's ways that you can, again, be a little creative with what, with what brain cells you have left <laughs> at the end of the day um, to figure out how you can connect foods that they really like to foods that you want them to eat. And that can be a really positive strategy, especially if 
they're invested. Like you said, if they are putting, you know, getting some skin in the game and getting in the kitchen and working with you, they kind of, they're just more likely to want to see it through and go to, go to the end with you. But before we talk about your course, cause I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I want to talk, you talked about getting their hands in the game. So give us some tips on how parents can get their kids involved in the cooking. Cause I know a lot of parents are somewhat afraid. Like you've got a lot of utensils in there. I know I have all the kids safe knives, you know, the plastic ones and stuff like that, that they use, but give us your tips for getting the kids like hands on in the game. Mm-hmm. Usually the kids really want to get in there. They want to be with the stove. They want to use, you know, real knives. They always want to be with the stove and the knives. That's right. the fear. <laughs> so that's, that's motivating for the kids. It's not that hard to, you know, to say, Hey, let's play with sharp knives today. Um, but it's, yeah, it's getting over the fear for ourselves in our own head. So that's, I mean, that's what I try to do with kids cook real food. And, and I actually have a 10 minute knife skills and safety class that I would like to give your listeners as a free preview. So you can, it, this is for ages two to 12, because really you hold a butter knife and a chef's knife in the same way. So we teach those basic holds and techniques all the same, no matter your age. And, you know, we use fun phrases. We have a lot of, it's all of safety. So we use a lot of safety techniques and phrases and the kids love it. They remember these phrases. And I think the parents feel a lot more comfortable taking them into the kitchen because they know that they've actually been trained. You don't have to think, oh my gosh, where, where do I start? What, you know, what knife goes with what food and what kid or whatever. Um, and I like uh, that, you know, I, I have your course. So um, for anyone that's listening, um, she's got the course Kids Cook Real Food and it's kidscookrealfood.com. And if you want to preview the class, you get uh, um, to preview it for free. Uh, it's kidscookrealfood.com forward slash healthy me. Um, but what I love about it is that you've got it broken down into like different, it, it's beginner, I don't remember the language. Novice, okay. beginner. Yeah, beginner, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And advanced, yeah. So you get to pick like where the level your child is. But inside there, then you also have um, like flashcards or um, all mm-hmm. the tools that you need for your kids to actually learn how to cook. And it's really good for the parent because, you know, as a teacher, I'm not a, I'm not a true teacher by nature. You know, I wasn't trained how to teach. But you forget the basics. You forget that you need to teach the basics. So... For me, the best thing is, is I know how to do this, but it teaches me how to, gives me the tools to teach my daughter and my kids, my boys, how to actually use the, use it. And, you know, when I look at a spatula, I know what it is. I assume they do, but you know, you Mm -hmm. explain how to use these tools. So I love the technique that you use in there and the different tools that you offer in your course. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're so right. It's totally, it's a different skill knowing how to use something and knowing how to break it down and explain it to someone who's never used that tool before. Yeah. And you have in there, um, for adults, there's information for adults as well as for kids. So, you know, parents, don't be afraid (laughs) of the course. You might learn something too. Uh, But yeah, I I love the fact that you broke it down for kids and for adults. Um, And it's such a great course. Again, she said, you know, it's for any ages two to 12 and even beyond, I would say, you know, um, any kids that um, even teenagers that want to start with the basics, you know, start with it. It's a great course. So I urge anybody that has kids to check out um, kids eat real kids cook real um, for the course. And then if you forward slash healthy me, you'll also get to preview what um, your 
the knives. It's the knives course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a video and there's kids of all ages in the video. So that's really motivating for other kids too. You know, they're seeing real children using the knives, making mistakes, getting corrected by me, you know, being safe. Nobody cut any fingers off. It was, <laughs> it was good. Um, that's awesome. Um, anything else you want to, um, I don't know if I asked you all the questions that you usually like to go over, but is there anything else you want to tell the listeners um, about your program or about your um, kitchen stewardship? Sure. Well, I mean, just my passion is getting kids in the kitchen, right? And we totally need that resurgence. And so just encouragement is encouragement is what I like to leave parents with that no matter what your skill level is, no matter what your child's personality is, there is something for them in the kitchen. And if you can just kind of take a deep breath, remind yourself it's important, pick the right time, you know, don't, don't bring kids in the kitchen right before dinner when everybody's stressed out and hungry. Do it. Yes, exactly. I like to, I like to work with kids in the kitchen right after lunch because they're all, they're all pleasant and well-fed and (laughs) um, you can just prep stuff for later. So that's something that a lot of parents don't think about because the kids are asking to come in like right at crunch time. And so thinking ahead and just, and just making it a point, you know, raising, raising kids who know how to cook is a great gift to give your kids. So this is perfect because today's my birthday. And so, yeah, thanks. I turned 50 today. So it's my 50th, believe it or not. (laughs) I do not believe it. I'm looking at you. You do no way. No way. It's my skincare (laughs) and my healthy food. Um, So anyway, but what's really fun is my kids, we were supposed to go out to dinner tonight so that I didn't have a mess and I didn't have to clean up. And they informed me that they're making dinner for me. So here you go. Yeah. So they're making dinner. They love it. Um, And I'm not really allowed to be there. So I'm going to go to my yoga class uh, while they're making dinner for me tonight. So um, I'll have to maybe do a little video and put that in with the podcast. (laughs) That's so fun. (laughs) So guys, check out Katie's course. It's kidscookrealfood.com forward slash healthy me to check out her free preview. Get your kids involved because the sooner they get their hands on it, the sooner it goes in their mouth. And, you know, if you're cutting it up, chances are it's not loaded with sugar and processed anything. So you want your kids to grow up and know the healthy options before they leave your house, right? Yes, that was perfectly said. (laughs) Well, thanks, Katie, for joining me. Um, Where can they find you? Um, I'm sure you're on Instagram and Facebook. Give us, um, you know, where they can find you. Yep, we are Kids Cook Real Food on Instagram and then both on Facebook. So if you want to get into like the research and what's healthy for you and what's not, that's Kitchen Stewardship on Facebook. And then if you just want to have like real encouragement to be a good parent, get those kids eating healthier, that's Kids Cook Real Food on Facebook. Oh, Katie, you're amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for getting the word out and helping parents learn how to get their kids back involved in the kitchen because I think the pendulum really is swinging and I really think that the movement has to be for the kids to really know but in order to know they have to be involved so I thank you so much um, and my kids love it so I'm excited great well me too thank you for letting me talk to talk to your moms and dads in your audience I Uh, loved it no problem thanks guys for joining us and we will catch you next time here on the healthy meat Trina here thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode Subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at thehealthyme underscore com. Remember, 
The info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, live in your healthy me.